0: The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Wingbet. Wingbet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. We have what you need. Sign up today and you'll receive a special offer. Risk-free, $500 sports bet. Download Bet and Win. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Also we'll brought support you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap. Swap.com and the promo code SGP. we brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com with the promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or the Google Play Store today. You are listening to your Bundesliga preview here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. We thought we left the Bundesliga behind in last season. However,. We are still doing our season preview here for the Bundesliga. This will be the last time you'll hear about the Bundesliga here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. But the Bundesliga will continue as part of the European show over at Lockbetting.com, along with La Liga and all of the other major European leagues. That's because La Liga and the Bundesliga were voted out behind Serie A, which will now be the secondary league we cover. So we're still going to do the EPL show. And next week, we will be introducing the Serie A show here, on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. But before we do our Bundesliga preview, let us let you know where you can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter. It's at SGB Soccer. That's at SGB Soccer. And where you can get all my additional content, that is, of course, lockbetting.com. That's lockbetting.com, home of the European show and home of 98 months in a row of transparent track profit. That's right, for over eight years, I haven't had a losing month over at lockbetting.com. If you don't believe me, all the spreadsheets are there. I use Patreon, which keeps me fully transparent as it allows all of the members to comment and their comments can all be seen by each other. So if I posted a spreadsheet that wasn't real, somebody would comment on it immediately and there are over 150 members on there today do so. The only drawback from Patreon is that if you sign up on the 15th, 20th or 25th of the month, any time in a month, it will bill you for the entire month. So you will get billed again on the 1st. So why not sign up now? You've already missed enough winners already. We've had a blistering start to the month as we finished the Olympic Games strong. So we already look on course for our 99th, 99th month in a row of transparent Profit. However, August is the biggest month of the year at Lockbetting.com as it is the start of our financial year. It's the start of our year because we we give out all of our soccer futures in August and at the end of August, we give out all of our NFL futures as well. So massive month. Have a little bit of extra money in your bankroll to play all of these futures. The soccer bets won't cash for around about 40 weeks and we know the NFL season... Is now be made even longer. So it like 18 weeks to get those futures. So have some extra money in your bank roll along to go with the regular bets as we target our 99th minute 99th month in a row of Bank track profit. The futures are absolutely vital. We are hitting them at 79.6% all time. So um, there's less, less opportunity for anything to be rumbled by an upset. So our hunches are usually good. And our hunches usually deliver a profit 79.6% of the time. And as I said, we've just come off an extraordinary Olympics a really successful Euro. 2020. We've got good momentum going into the season. Hell, we've got eight years of momentum with 98 months in a row. Looking for our 99th month in a row here in August, and in our 100th month in September. And September will also give you more futures as we look at the start of the Europa League and the Champions League as well. So a ton of content coming up here with um, with MLB season. MLB season still going on with just one losing one unit play throughout the entire season. There, soccer coming back with all these Leagues, Champions League coming back in September, the NFL season being just four and a half weeks away now. So, so much coming up. That's why we start our year in August from August to August over at lockbetting.com. And there really is no better time to sign up. Don't worry about missing the first eight, nine days of the month. You haven't missed a single soccer future yet. You'll still get all of those. You'll still get all of the NFL plays at the end of the month, and you'll still get all the plays in between. For things like the baseball, the tennis, the UFC, the WWE, and everything else that we do as well, and the boxing as well. Big fight coming up at the end of the month here with Errol Spence and Manny Pacquiao. In fact, not at the end of the month, on the uh, 20th of August, that will be taken up. There will be an edition of the fight show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast, on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So, with all the housekeeping done, let's move on to Das Bundesliga. The Bundesliga show is gone, but we're still covering the futures here, and it looks looks like it's a foregone conclusion once again with Bayern Munich winning the league and that was one of the reasons why I was sort of advocating for us to replace the Bundesliga because I wanted to cover a league that had a more wide open title race little did I know when I said that that Inter Milan would be a club that had to sell quite so many players I wasn't expecting them to sell so many players as they have done unfortunately so that makes it a little less likely that we're going to have a really tight title race in Serie A, but hopefully, let's see, um, let's see Inter retain the challenge with the players they have in his squad, and maybe we'll see somebody coming through here from the pack with the Atalanta, AC Milan, Napoli, or even Roma, managed by Jose Mourinho. But we're not here to talk about Serie A. We're here to talk about the Bundesliga and seeing if there's any possible challenge here for Bayern Munich, who are the one to six favourites to win the league again. Dortmund are available here at seven to one. It's ten to 1 on RB Leipzig 66 to 1 here on Leverkusen and 66 to 1 here on Borussia Mönchengladbach as well um... A lot has been made here of Jadon Sancho going from Dortmund as if they've been considerably weakened by that, but I don't think it will make a monumental difference. Uh, Sancho did struggle last season with, with with injuries more so than usual, so he wasn't a permanent fixture at Borussia Dortmund, and sometimes they actually just left him on the bench as well. So the main thing for Dortmund to at least sustain any kind of challenge here is for them to improve their home form. If they can do that, they can make a challenge for the league, and it should be able. To to comfortably finish ahead of RB Leipzig. Now, Leipzig are the team that finished ahead of Dortmund last season, despite the fact that Dortmund won nearly every time they played against Leipzig. Leipzig was still the team that finished second, but they're very much depleted from the team they were last year. First of all, they've lost Julian Nagelsmann, one of the the, the key factors as to why Leipzig were successful. He's the manager that's now gone over to Bayern Munich. Uh, up and Upamecano has also gone to Bayern Munich with him, and um, Ibrahim Kanate has also gone to Liverpool. So they've got £84 million in funds, yet they've only bought in Andre Silva from Eichuk Frankfurt and uh, Mohamed Simaken from from Strasbourg. So that, to me, doesn't say that Leipzig are going to be at the same level, especially if you're relying on Andre Silva, a player who's notoriously failed when it's come time to step up and play for bigger teams. And I'm not sure Leipzig are a massive step up from Eitrich Frankfurt, but I know Andres Silva massively failed at AC Milan and wasn't able to step up and be um, the next Cristiano Ronaldo. And I think that was a ridiculous expectation for him anyway. He has thrived in the Bundesliga and it wouldn't surprise me to see him being a successful signing for Leipzig, but they're going to need a little bit more than that. They're going to need to 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 make up for the, for the players that they have lost, especially at the back. They're going to need... Just Jesse Marsh, the new manager, to be on the same level as Julian Nagelsmann. And I just cannot see that happening. As for Nagelsmann, he has a simple task here at, at Bayern Munich of, um, of doing what they always do, which is winning the Bundesliga title and also winning the Champions League and the Cup as well. Yeah, nice and simple expectations there for Julius, Julian Nagelsmann. Um, as, as Pep Guardiola will tell you, when you go into Bayern Munich and you do just win the league and cup and the Champions League doesn't come with it you are often widely regarded as a failure especially if you do it in back-to-back seasons so Bayern Munich will be expecting to automatically win this league and the cup this season and also uh, at least challenge strongly challenge for the Champions League now It's debatable whether they did that last season. It's difficult to say they didn't because one of the reasons they were actually knocked out by Piers Duda beating the final the year before was because Lewandowski was missing. And once again, there'll be a huge reliance in both of the top two on their strikers. We're talking about Lewandowski and Haaland. They are the two players that lead the top scorer market here in Germany. It's very difficult to see anybody outside them. We just mentioned Andre Silva. He is the third favourite here at 10-1. to 1, But it's Lewandowski on top at 4-5. to 5, And Erling Haaland here at 9-4. to 4. I would say it might be worth having a, a bit of money on Haaland here to win it. But I would still want a bigger prize than 9-4. I don't think these two are as close. I think, obviously, when you're looking at quality, um, yeah, you can say that Haaland and Lewandowski are, are, are level. In fact, obviously, there's more upside in Haaland being the younger player. But Lewandowski's just going to outscore him. Even if he's rested and and misses some games, Bayern Munich just score a ridiculous amount of goals. And I don't think Haaland's going to be able to keep up with the number of goals that Lewandowski will be able to score for Bayern Munich on route to another title. So... Why am I so confident uh, that Bayern Munich are going to win it here? It's just, it's just down to the personnel that they have. Even if they end up losing one or two of these players, like they've lost David Alaba, we still don't know what the situation is with Gortezka at the moment, whether he's going to stay, whether he's going to go, whether he's going to get a new contract. There's still no doubt in my mind that Bayern Munich will end up winning this title. They just have too much depth. Uh, the one place they don't have depth is actually Lewandowski, which is which is interesting given that um the age of Lewandowski and the fact that you're never really in the market for another center forward. So there will be high expectation for Lewandowski to play around about um, 50 games this year for, for, for Bayern Munich, if you're looking at him playing nearly all of the league games and having a decent Champions League run as well. But looking at the squad depth, as I said, we're not too sure about the situation with Gortezza. Um We're not too sure. Uh, we, well, we already know that Alaba's gone. But look at the depth here throughout the squad. Joshua Kimmich, one of the best holding midfielders in the world. He can also double up as a right back as well. They've still got Thomas Muller. They've still got Manuel Neuer in goal. Alphonso Davis is one of the best left backs in the world. Kingsley Coman is just a squad player here, but he could uh, get into any other team, as could Leroy Sane. Lucas Hernandez still solid at the back. Upper Meccano comes in here to, to play centre-back, coming in from Leipzig. Serge Gnabry still an automatic choice out wide. Benjamin Pavard here on the right. Lucas Saul in the final year of his contract. If he doesn't get more game time, you can see him moving for Free in the summer, but he's still a world-class defender. They've got Tolisso. They've just got tons and tons and tons of players. And um, with Dortmund getting injury or two, it's even more difficult to see them keeping up. Now, as I said at the top, a lot would have been made about them losing Jaden Sancho. I don't think that's going to be a, a massive problem here for Dortmund because I do think they have the quality to make up for that. Marco Royce is still here uh, despite his injuries. Uh, obviously, we know about Haaland. It's not worth talking too much about Haaland here. Jude Bellingham, I think, is just going to get better. I think he's, there's a good possibility if he continues to improve, he could occupy one of the central midfield places for England um, at the next World Cup. Uh, Matt Hummels, I think there's question marks over him at the back. He's a fact that players like Matt Hubbles here are getting game time, which makes me worry here for, for Dortmund. Uh, I think a better season uh, is coming up here for Gio- Giovanni Reina. He's now got the number seven shirt here. I expect a much better season from from Julian Brandt. He was disappointed last year. Uh, I'm not sure what, what we'll get out of Hazard. I think Axel Witzel's on the wrong end of his career. I think we'll see a solid season from Emre Chang again as well from Rafael Guerrero, um, Thomas Munier, the Belgian and the new signing coming in here Daniel Marlon comes in from PSV. He's come in to be the replacement for Jaden Sancho. Now, obviously you cannot expect him to be at the same level as Jaden Sancho and hit the ground immediately. But this this is an easier league. Then, then coming into the EPL, I think Jaden Sancho's task is going to be a little bit more difficult here than what Marlon has to do coming into Bundesliga. This is definitely a step up from where he's been playing for PS Lee, PSV in the Dutch league, where he uh, scored forty goals in eighty-one appearances. But he's already an international player, thirteen caps for the Netherlands and two goals. So he's not going to be overwhelmed by this. And if this is if this is a success at twenty-two years old, this is another player that can be a massive success, success at Dortmund, and that they can move on and sell for another 60, 70 million pound transfer. This is usually what Dortmund do. And uh, I can see Marlon fitting in here nicely. And that's why I don't think that Jaden Sancho is going to be missed because this is a very similar type of player. He likes to run at players. He likes to beat players. He likes to get the ball across. He likes to score goals. So this is almost a like for like. Yes, there'll be an adjustment period. And he's not going to immediately come in and be Jaden Sancho. But I do think Marlon will do enough this season and I don't think it will take him too long to settle for them not to miss Sancho too much and still occupy their spot as the number one challengers for Bayern Munich. But will they pose a real challenge this season? I don't think they will, despite the fact that they can regularly beat RB Leipzig. Uh, It seems like Dortmund beat Leipzig and Bayern Munich beat Dortmund every time they play. And those six-pointers alone will sway things to, to Bayern Munich. But last year, Dortmund dropped a lot of stupid points, particularly at home. They'll have to eradicate that. And even if they do... I, don't still, I still don't think they'll come close. We've already looked at the huge, huge squad depth that Bayern Munich have got. But then again, when you look at the odds, it's really difficult to find a play here, especially in the league, when one team are the one to six favourites and um, you don't think that the second place team really have any other chance. So we immediately move over to other markets. And it is a market here to win the league without Bayern Munich. And for me, that one is the most interesting market. Market here of the lot Dortmund lead it here at 5 to 4 with RB Leipzig second at 5 to 2 Leverkusen at 9 to 1 16 to 1 Gladbach and 20 to 1 on Wolfsburg with Eitrich Frankfurt out at 50 to 1 with Hertha Berlin 50 to 1 and Hoffenheim 50 to 1 as well I think this market is all set up here for Dortmund to win this comfortably. I think Leipzig are significantly weaker, in fact, to the point where I could even see them being overtaken here by a Leverkusen or a Borussia Mönchengladbach, especially under new management. And if you're looking at the top four market here as well, there could be a shout here for an outsider getting in. Especially when um, it's no guarantee that Leipzig are going to be the same team now under new management and with some players missing. So my best bet here for the Bundesliga season would be for Borussia Dortmund to win the league without Leipzig. I certainly don't see Leipzig finishing ahead of them this season. Dortmund had a little bit of turmoil last year. uh, Changes in managers and the situation with Jadon Sancho playing out his last season. Uh, There was also like a lot of debate as to where Haaland would go this summer. Haaland's not going anywhere. Haaland's staying. So what Dortmund have decided to do if they've decided not to cash in on Haaland, and next year when he's in his final year of his contract, they'll get less money for him. They'll only they'll only end up getting around about 70 million for him, where they could have doubled that this summer. Now, he's not going to sign a new contract and help Dortmund out. So, it is going to be a case of just taking that 60 or 70 million for Haaland next summer, or letting him go on a free the next season if he stays another season after that, which he's not going to do. I think Dortmund are going to want to try and get something for Haaland next season and reinvest it. So, this is going to be his last season. Season, uh, I can see him doing well. I can see Dortmund possibly winning something, maybe retaining their retaining their um, their, their Pokal trophy, winning the cup again, um, maybe reaching another Champions League quarterfinal. So I do think it will be a relatively decent season for Dortmund. But I do think it's going to see them here in second place, which is not going to be enough to uh, which are, which is not going to be enough to obviously win the league. But I don't even think it's going to be enough to challenge Bayern Munich. But it will be enough to win us this futures play on Dortmund to win the league without um, Bayern Munich. Now looking at the top four, Dortmund will comfortably get into that. They're the one to they're the one to eight favourites behind Bayern Munich. One to five hundred to make it in there. After that, you see Leipzig here at two to seven, six to five Leverkusen, and two to one on Borussia Mönchengladbach and five to two on Wolfsburg. I just think Leipzig here are way way too short. The odds suggest that Bayern Munich have a 99.5% chance, with Dortmund at 88.6 and Leipzig at 78.7. I don't see them as 78.7 as a 78 78.7% chance of getting into the Champions League with a new manager, uh, two key centre backs sold. And um, a lack of attacking options here when you're relying on Andre Silva here to lead your line. Yes, they've still got the other players that they've managed to keep when you're looking at um, the likes of a, a Sabitzer still playing here despite being linked to, to numerous clubs. He'll still have a relatively decent season. But is it going to be enough here to, to, to have uh, Leipzig 100% being in the Champions League or rather 78.7% being in the Champions League? I don't think so. I don't think those odds are correct as well. I think there's a lot of value here in Borussia Dortmund to finish in... The, uh, sorry, in Borussia Mönchengladbach to finish in the top four. Last season, they finished eighth, which I think is why you see them quite out here in the market. But you saw a drop-off in their results once it was announced that Marco, Ro- Marco Rose, their, their head co- their head coach, would be joining Dortmund. And that was done around about mid-February. Um, Adi Hütter comes in here as the new coach after finishing fifth with Eintracht Frankfurt last season. Of course, as we know, Frankfurt should be in the Champions League. They, they really did blow it last season. They let Dortmund back in. They were clear in the top four and somehow managed to finish outside of that top four, allowing Dortmund back in through the back door. So that would have been disappointing to Hütter. But he inherits a better squad here, especially better attacking options with the likes of Stindl, Taram, and Plier. This is similar to what he had available last year. At uh, Eichek Frankfurt. He was reliant on his attack, the likes of Andre Silva, the likes of uh, Luka Jovic. So this is what um, this is what the manager relies on. He relies on a top-heavy attack and that's exactly what he's got here at Borussia, Borussia Mönchengladbach and he knows how to utilise it. I can see this team being a, a free-scoring team here that go back to how they were the season before where they ended up reaching the, the Champions League and I can see them getting back there. Plus, they don't have any European distractions so, finishing eighth doesn't get you into any European competitions at all. So, Gladback just simply have the, the league to concentrate on and they can focus on it. And I can see them getting into the top four. And I especially like the price here, which is available at two to one or just over two to one in some places. So, for me, I do think the top four is going to be uh, Bayern Munich. Borussia Dortmund. I do think Leipzig will get in. I still do think they get, they will get in. I know they've lost their manager and two defenders, but I still don't. I still do think they'll manage to get it. I just don't think they're over a seventy-five percent chance of getting in. I do think there's a possibility that they could drop considerably, considerably, and there could be a big gap between them, Bayern Munich and Dortmund, and even a big gap between Leipzig and Dortmund. But then. It's, it's anybody's guess for me for the last two places I've got Leipzig in it but it wouldn't be surprising to me if Leverkusen and Munchen Gladbach outs Leipzig from it um, it wouldn't be surprising to me to see Leverkusen not get in there again and Gladbach get ahead of him which is why I just said I like Gladbach at their price to get into this top four and return where they were a few seasons ago getting Leverkusen out of the running again what the only thing that would surprise me is to see Wolfsburg repeating because I do think that was a unique season which saw Wolfsburg get into the top four I thought they were phenomenal last season particularly at home and in and in defense and uh, I just don't see them repeating that so it'd be a big surprise for me to see anybody breaking into this um, into this top five other than the the five favorites to be in the top five that's why I don't think there'll be many surprises in Germany which is one of the main reasons why I don't think we should cover Germany if we're looking for a lock here on this show I would go relatively heavy on Borussia Dortmund to win the league without Bayern Munich I would go as high as two units um, there's too many question marks here about Leipzig even to the point where I don't think that they're absolutely guaranteed a place in the Champions League do I think they'll get there yes do I think that there's 79 76.9% no that's the point I want to reiterate there's just too much uh, there's just too much um, there's, there's too much thinking out there that it's just going to be the same old top three when you're looking at the, um, the, the other leagues around Europe and you're identifying who these Champions League teams are, it's pretty clear. When you're looking at England, you can look at the reasoning for why Manchester United, Liverpool and Chelsea may be the title challengers and why Tottenham and Arsenal may have a significant drop-off. I just think with the managerial change and the loss of those two defenders that perhaps Leipzig have have left this little group where there's this guaranteed top three, almost where it's like um, Bayern Munich out on their own and then Dortmund and Leipzig battling for second place. I don't think that battle is going to be as close this season. I think Dortmund here at four to five to win the league without Bayern or to basically finish second is one of the best bets that's out there around Europe. So that's going to be the lock here. Once again, Borussia Dortmund to win the league without Bayern Munich. A little outside bet, I'd have a tiny sprinkle on the uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach to make it into the top four, uh, if Leipzig aren't as anywhere near as consistent as they were under Nagelsmann, you could see them have a little drop off, which makes this bet even better because that automatic thinking that that obviously RB Leipzig are going to occupy one of these top three places means that and um, Mönchengladbach don't necessarily have to finish above Bayern Leverkusen or Wolfsburg to get this place. But for for for, t- for the price of two to one or five to two for them just to finish ahead of Leverkusen and Wolfsburg, who I don't think are particularly great teams I think Wolfsburg had a had a good season last year I think Leverkusen have got some players and they've got some decent name value obviously when you think of Bayer Leverkusen you think of one of the top teams in Germany but I think it's on name alone I don't think they've been very good and very consistent for the last two seasons which is why they've, we've seen them finish up as they have done so I think there's good value on Borussia and Mönchengladbach I think they have a solid attack and, and I do believe that this manager with a better squad than he had at Eichert Frankfurt can carry this team back to Champions League football so that's really all I'm looking at, at in Germany. Um, as I said, if you want me to continue to hear uh, me covering German football, it will be part of the European European show over at lockbetting.com along love La Liga and all the other leagues. But it has being replaced here on the SGP by Serie A from next week. That's it for me and this Bundesliga preview. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.